This is a Broad Pods production. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Danny Riley. And I'm Dan Riley, and together we run Manamade. In this podcast, we have decided that we wanted to dive a little bit deeper into some of the things that mean more to us that we weren't able to share within the web series. We've got a little bit more time up our sleeves. We're going to have some killer guests in throughout the series, some amazing experts, and really talk about what's important to us on the journey to build our dream home. For Dan and I, building a home that was as sustainable as possible was our number one priority. So in each episode, we will also highlight these features as a standalone topic. We know that the most important part of a house is when it actually becomes your home. So in each episode of the pod, Dan and I will be giving you a sneak peek into these intimate spaces that made our house a home for us. Welcome to episode seven of All Manner of Things. If you can believe it, Dan, episode seven. Already. Already, I know. Now, we have got a huge episode packed full of beautiful stuff around the finishes and some really um, cool content and an amazing chat with Andy Sutherland from Made by Story a little later where we'll be diving into our flooring specification and why we love working with Made by Story as well. Yeah, they'll be looking forward to that. Andy really knows his stuff. Now, Dan, one of the key things in this project that was important to the both of us was obviously the quality of finishes that we were putting into this home, the quality of materiality, the way that it was installed correctly, Mm -hmm. uh, the application, you know, making sure that we were abiding by all of the uh, installation methods and the proper way of doing things, Mm -hmm. which is always what we do in our business, but also around uh, what elements of the home needed to be a feature versus the elements that needed to be not at the forefront. So we had a point in this episode of the web series where we spoke about the easy jams, for example. So the easy jams for those listening at home, do you want to give a a brief explanation of what that is? Yeah, look, for me, when you have a door, you always have a a door jam and generally you have an architrave around that. That's a very traditional finish. Mm -hmm. With these easy jams, it's sort of what it does, it's a metal sort of cap that goes over the plaster and then it gets troweled in as you're troweling your plaster joints and it just looks like wall. So it's a seamless look. But the easy jam that we have is a new one where the door 
um, swings inwards, but when it's closed, it just looks like it's all one flush wall. Yeah. It's a great finish. I was really excited to show you this new Easy Jam. Um, I don't think he was excited as I was. <laughs> but when all the doors are closed in, you know, the hallway, it's just seamless. It's one straight line. It's a, it's an amazing finish. You don't see any hinges. They're all concealed. Yeah. It's another item. You don't want to. Percent detail. Yeah. You don't want to be seeing hinges. Yeah. So the concealed hinges, it's just another little detail that goes unnoticed, but it is also noticed. That's exactly right. And I think what originally prompted us having this conversation around achieving a look like this. So as we've previously discussed, this, the house is essentially a H shape. So we yeah. have two linear structures joined through the centre with a connection. And one of those sides is the sleeping side of the home. So there's three guest bedrooms plus the main bedroom. That hallway that connects the three guest bedrooms, she's long. pretty long. Yeah, it's long. It's somewhat narrow. I mean, it's a standard hallway. It's about nine metres long. It is about nine Mm. metres long. And so over the course of that nine metres, it can feel slightly narrow, even though it it is standard. So, you know, as you say, when all those doors are closed, we wanted to achieve a look of an uninterrupted wall. And that's what using this particular product has allowed us to do. I think the key here is that there's always something else you can explore depending Mm. on the overall design intention and what you want to achieve for the project. The more I think about it now, the Easy Jam for me is just a finish I love. It's seamless and it's, you know, it's a feature in a home. If you do floor to ceiling doors, everyone notices it and everyone comments on it. Seeing these full height doors and then having a nice seamless wall no architrave going around it. It's just, it looks amazing. It does. It does look really amazing. And, and that, to be honest, it doesn't cost that much. It's, yep. you know, on par with just your traditional door jam. Because it cuts down on the carpentry time. It does cut down on the carpentry time, although I would suggest getting carpenter to install the easy jam, Definitely. just getting the um, plaster to trail it off. Definitely. Yeah. And so what that enabled us to do as well, if we take a, a step onwards from that, it meant we could have those full height doors, mm. how they are, and it meant we could run our ceiling finish, which is pine lining boards, seamlessly from one space to the next, and we didn't have to have added labour of stop-start. Actually, one point I'd always raise to a lot of people renovating, if you can do floor-to-ceiling doors, it's such an amazing feature in the mm-hmm. modern part of the home if you've got the traditional Victorian and you're adding a new extension. Yeah. You know, it doesn't cost much more, but it, the impact it has when people walk through your home is huge. Yeah. And I'd always recommend doing it if it's within budget. <laughs> So, Dan, as we know on this particular project, being our own home, we had three roles, basically, that we played. So, first and foremost... We are the client. We are the client. Secondly, we were the interior designer. You were. As well. Well, as a business, as a collective, we were. And then we were the builder. Correct. (laughs) <laughs> it's a very unique um, situation. Yeah, it is a very unique situation. It could go one of two ways. It could be an absolute disaster or it could work because we know what we're each responsible for. So how do these hats get divided between us and how does it end up being a successful project for us? Well, I think it's pretty clear that you're the designer, I'm the builder. So that's those two hats um, sort of solved. But I guess the client hat's probably the hard one because I think yep. you're more of the client than myself. And then when I suggest to make a change, it's very hard to get it across the line. 
<laughs> or I just start doing details and not even tell you. I'll finish off a junction and it looks good and that's how it's done. And I think where there can be conflict between us but also internally between ourselves is because it's that battle of the head versus the heart and mm. what you really want and feel passionate about as a builder or a designer or even a client mm. versus the head element of it, which largely revolves around the cost, mm -hmm. the time and the actual functional outcome, mm. would you say? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, but it's so different within our business with clients because you guys have got it all designed beforehand. Yeah. So I literally just get the plans, I get the interior plans, and I know what junction I've got to do, I, I know what detail I've got to do. Yeah. But I revert back to like probably four years ago when we were first starting off, I think you and I had a healthy discussion in front of a client <laughs> and they loved it. They did. They absolutely loved it. They said, wow, they got to see the Dan and Danny full healthy discussion, but they could see the passion of both of us really trying to prove which detail be better. Yeah. And they, and they, they respected that. And I think it reiterated to them that common goal, which is best outcome. Best outcome for the projects. Yeah. It always is. Let's talk about the um, web series, Ep 7. Now, I think we have a few healthy discussions on this episode, from memory. Maybe we have a couple of healthy discussions. I feel like we're definitely, you know, we're right in the middle of the build. We've, we're, we're past lockup. All the stuff that makes the home appear as a home from the inside out is starting to happen. And uh, there might be a few conversations around some details, perhaps, that need to be executed correctly that we might not agree on as much but all part and parcel of working together in a business together and also building a home together as a couple. Another healthy discussion we had, Danny, <laughs> was the floorboards and the colour. Remember the colour? Remember our discussion? Yeah, I do remember our discussion because I think when I first started designing this home and the finishes were evolving, do you remember we always had a dark floor? Oh, yes. At the start. Why the hell? What were we actually thinking with a dark floor? We have dogs who shed. We live at the beach on dirt roads. That would have been a nightmare. I'm just the builder, mate. You're the designer, <laughs> so I don't know why. <laughs> but we had a dark floor. And then as the specification evolved and I started to explore other uh, more appropriate options for us from a function perspective, that's when I said to you, hey, Dan, I really love this floor. I love this floor finish. I love the colour. I love the variation that uh, comes through in each different box. And you're like, nah, Danny. No, you brought home, nah. you brought home a sample. <laughs> Which was this big. Um, it was it's what, like? 300 by 300. Yeah, yeah. something and, like that. And I wasn't sold on the colour. Mm -hmm. And you go, no, we have to go and see it in a space. So we yep. went back into Melbourne and found a space that had a, you know, what, 30 square metres. Oh, it was a whole office. And it wasn't until yeah. I seen the floorboard in that space where I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yes, we do need this colour. Yeah, it was beautiful. Perfect for the environment, perfect for the, the specification as a whole, the materiality all worked really beautifully together. Um, and that was basically, long story short, as to how <laughs> we landed on our floor finish, which was the colour ash from Made by Story. So we have another amazing guest in today. We've got Andy from Made by Story who assisted throughout that whole process of specifying the floor, the finish. And yeah, I mean, they've got a beautiful showroom in mm. uh, Abbotsford. 
Maybe I should have come down there, Andy, before <laughs> Danny and I had this healthy discussion about the colour. Well, we couldn't have you in at the time because we were in smack bang in the middle of lockdown. Oh, COVID. We were exactly. too. That's um, right. Yeah. And uh, I remember distinctly um, driving over to your house in the western suburbs at the time. And, yes, um, that's had my right. son with me um, because we were juggling everything. And, um, yeah, we. I think you were pretty steadfast on what you wanted to do, Danny, at that stage. Yeah. So it was a pretty easy decision. Um, and it wasn't until recently when I dropped by the house that um, I discovered that Dan wasn't on board from the, uh, the beginning um, and how wrong Surprise. he was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was very wrong. Yeah, and I remember for, I remember actually back to that time, I'm like, Andy, do you reckon I could actually get a couple of packs? I yeah. need to lay this stuff out and see it. And he's like, no, I'm still not convinced. I'm like, all right, we're going to have to take an illegal drive here into the city in the middle of lockdown, have a look at this floor laid out so you can see tonally how it actually presents because you just can't, with this particular finish anyway, you can't gauge it fully off a small sample. No. So, yeah, that was the story yeah. of that process to specify the floor. Just yeah. on that, which is probably a good point to um, all potential clients, trust the judgment of your designer mm. or even you guys at Made By Story on colours because it's so hard to go by off just one sample. Yeah. Correct. So trust the professionals. Correct. Yeah, and I think... If we talk more about the specification of the floor, so I chose from the Touch Collection. Correct. Um, That's a little bit different to the standard selection that you have. So it's a little bit more of a process. Yes. Which I didn't tell Dan from the outset. I'm I'm lost here. (laughs) Andy, what's the touch? What is it? The touch. So the touch collection. Basically, in the Made by Story collections, we have two collections. There's tonal, which makes up the bulk of our colours, and they're probably more simplistic finishes. So everything within the Made by Story range is reactively stained to the degree that we go to. Mm. So really simple colours like sesame, for example, is the raw oak with a matte lacquer applied. It's really, really simple but gorgeous. Touch Collection is made up of colours that are a bit more intrinsic, so there's a little bit more reactive staining, there's a bit more time taken Mm. and really working back with the natural tannins that exist in the timber. And Ash is a perfect example of that. So what you would imagine with a a Touch Collection colour is more variation, more natural pigments coming through and, you know, celebrating the the beauty of what's inside the timber. Yeah. Nice explanation. Sounds like it's the the more expensive product. (laughs) You'd be be spot on with that. That's why Daddy didn't tell me. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) But there was also that secondary process we had to go through once the floor was laid to have that kind of final buff out and seal up of the floor as well, Um, which also explains I guess, the the process that it goes through, why each board varies so much in finished colour and even different points within the one length of board as well, which is why it's hard to get a final idea from a small sample piece of what it's going to look like. Yeah, definitely. So also, I guess, the finishing process of that board, it's got that wire brush finish as well. So what is that? So the wire brush is really simple. It's like, as you can imagine, there's wires that run across the board. And what that does is just add a layer of texture to mm-hmm. the board. So when you're seeing it with the right light hitting it, it the grain really pops. Mm-hmm. And especially with ash, it's it's that beautiful silvery grey, mm-hmm. but we've got a subtle whitewash that runs in through that grain that yeah. really accentuates the grain further. To your point on the, the oil finish at the end, so most of our colours are finished with a matte lacquer coating that is mm. basically protecting the material from the top down. Hard wax oil finishes, we have about five in the collection, ash being one of them. And the reason we do this still is because the, the matte lacquer just does not work with that colour. It doesn't accentuate the beauty. The hard wax oil means that you are actually touching the, the timber. Um, mm. There's no coating over the top of it because you're protecting it from the inside out. 
And that oil process after installation is to replenish any of the oil that's been lost in transit and, and installation that mm. time period, which means that you, you, you bring back the moisture within the boards, which is, is what it wants. It wants to drink. The thing I love about a hard wax oil board is that there's no need to ever sand that board back because what stains want to do is naturally oxidise out. And if you're looking at the boards in 10 to 15 years' time and they're looking a little bit tired, you can do that hard wax oil process again mm. and it'll bring them back as good as new. How good is that? So you never have yeah. to sand the board again. It's never. just rewax it. Correct. And wow, I'm gonna, I, I am going to remind you, though, of when I told you that we needed to do this because I hadn't told you that we had to do this. And no. again, it was pre-Christmas. And I said to you, so, Dan, it means that we actually can't have anyone on that floor for this amount of days. And you're like... What? <laughs> what do you mean? I've got the painter booked. I've got this guy booked. I've got this guy booked. And I'm like, nope, we cannot yeah. lay anything down on that floor. We can't move furniture on that floor. We have to let that floor cure. Communication is key, Danny. You know that. You didn't communicate that. But it was because the schedule was so tight at the end of the year. But yeah, I want to I want to dive into a bit more, Andy. Like yeah. as a builder, I actually love engineered floorboards. There's multiple reasons why it becomes, you know, it, they're all flat for starters. They don't move. Natural floorboards within a season or two, they're going to shrink and expand and you've got this amazing polished floor and then there's all gaps in it after one season. So mm. I feel like that, that traditional floorboards, they're done. I don't ever see them even specced in a project very rarely. Yeah, and I hate to timestamp this particular podcast episode, but let's think about what's happening in Australia at the moment with the amount of rain mm. that we're having, the moisture that's been drawn in by every piece of timber and wood in a home it's naturally going to react and then it will react again once we go through a dry period. So anything that is natural like that will expand and contract yeah. with the weather. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, Andy, can you give us a technical term of what an engineered floorboard is? Absolutely. So, engineered floorboards, lots of different businesses have different ways of doing it. We think we manufacture to the highest standard you can, possibly can with engineered boards. So, essentially, you've got a top layer of oak, and on the ash boards that you had, the overall thickness was 15 mil mm -hmm. with a 4 mil wear layer of oak on the top. The backing of that is apply backing, which is made up of birch and eucalypt. Um, it's multi-laminated, which assists in less movement, basically. Mm. So, like you say, compared to a solid hardwood board, um, you get so much less movement, mm. um, expansion and contraction. It's also much more moisture-resistant. So those materials, birch, eucalypt, much more resistant to moisture. So mm. if you were to get just a little bit of moisture underneath the boards, it would hit that first layer and it wouldn't be able to go any further. Mm. Great. Um, obviously, floods, you, you, <laughs> can't, you can't do too much Wood. about that. Yeah. Yeah. The, but you're probably in a better position. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You've got more of a chance of surviving. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And look, there's other benefits as well, other than structurally, to having an engineered board, and that's sustainability as well. So you're obviously using less old growth. Mm. Um, oak is obviously old growth, and there's more scarcity of those materials out there in the market at the moment. 
birch and eucalypt, very fast-growing trees. Yeah. So we're using more of that fast-growing plant to manufacture the boards, which is a great thing for the environment. Yeah. Coupled with that is what we use in terms of actually manufacturing the boards. So pressed timbers require glues. Most companies in Australia will still use glues that contain formaldehyde. Mm. Um, formaldehyde, if you're not familiar with it, it's a VOC, it's a toxin. It's mm. nasty. It's yeah. nasty. Um, and as far as we're aware, we're the only company in Australia that's manufacturing without using formaldehyde. Wow. Yeah. We knew this was pretty special, but we went a step further and we we um, spoke to the Asper Foundation of Australia and they've got a program in place called Sensitive Choice, which yep. is kind of like a, a blue tick. It's a little butterfly um, to indicate that the products that are being sold meet their standards. We went to them and it was about six months' worth of rigorous testing um, only to discover that we were adhering to all their standards um, with Amazing. either very low VOCs or no VOC levels wow. at all. And I have to highlight here, so on Healthy Homes, which is the show that I co-host on Channel 10, we have a lot of product on the show that has that blue tick of mm. approval and it is a big thing that we believe in and that is really being pushed in Australia because really we should be putting things into our homes that are on the Sensitive Choice Program and have that blue tick of approval. I feel like the shift's happening now about mm. all these sort of healthy living. Because and- it's also becoming a more affordable option that people are realising is achievable. I just think we're more educated on how we want to live in our homes and we want a healthy home Mm. and having that in your floorboard obviously helps that. Absolutely, and it's peace of mind. So, I mean, most of our market falls into families and families have got kids and so many kids these days are suffering allergies Mm -hmm. and they want peace of mind that when they're putting a material into their home, it's going to be the safest possible material that they can have. Yeah, Yeah. that's incredible. While we just touched on family and kids, this is another great benefit, I believe, of having an engineered flooring is that it feels so, it's more strong, it's more durable than that standard board. Like we had a party on the weekend, people were in, you know, high heels, no dints. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. We use French oak, and French oak is renowned as, as being one of the strongest timbers in the world. Mm. That's why we love it. Um, the other benefits are with the wire brush and also the, the matte finish is that compared to, uh, you know, old hardwood boards that they used to polish, mm. like every little mark or scratch would show up so easily. Yeah. Um, the finish on these boards is so much more forgiving. Mm. And I'll also say is very reactive depending on what might be spilt on it. We've had a project in the past where it was old hardwood floors finished and the client's dog was older and it would wet Mm. wet itself inside and it was reacting constantly with the polyurethane finish that was over the top. So it was countless times we had to refinish these floors. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing with the hard wax oil finish is that any marks like that, if they're picked up, you can use a, a spray. So we use Walker products to, to clean the floors. Mm-hmm. You can use a Walker spray and what that does is it speeds up the oxidisation process, mm. spray it, and then 24 hours later, that mark has dissipated, which yeah. is um, it's incredible. Let's take a sidestep to, I guess, the uh, design and architecture world and, and specification of Made by Story boards because you also do custom boards. Mm, absolutely. And custom finishes. Nice segue. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we, um, we love customisation. So yeah. there's been projects that we've worked on um, recently and Adam Kane Architects is probably a really good example of that where they wanted to do a pitch ceiling a very beautiful cathedral ceiling and they I know the project most do and they wanted to have a specific colour but also a specific size so we worked with them to develop an 85 mil wide board which is quite rare and created 3 mil beveled edges so you could really accentuate Mm -hmm. that joint in the boards 
To take it a little step further, we worked with um, a, a colorsmith, Claire Scanlon from Scanlon and Makers, who's just amazing. And she worked closely with Adam to develop a colour and they stained that all here locally. The raw boards all stained here locally mm. um, to achieve that colour. And then she finished staining all the boards, installation, and this project is winning awards. These stories give me goosebumps because yeah. I just love the ability to customise and that we're not relying on, you know, large factories in the middle of nowhere pumping out these customised products that yeah. we don't have that much control over at at the end of the day. So I, I just love that. I think for the guys out there, you do have the three different sizes, 190 wide, 260 wide, 300 wide, and then the parquetry range as well. So there is four different sizes you can choose from. Yeah, that's it. If you I don't mean, want to customise. Well, we've gone with one range. So the touch collection is obviously in, in our home. We have a different range and parquetry going into a client's home uh in a couple of months' time. Mm. And if we take a little bit of a step further, so when we consider how to finish off a staircase, for example, um, and using a hardwood timber nosing mm. or creating a timber nosing, uh, we have a specific nosing in the Blegari project. And on the client project that we've been working on, we have a different type of nosing that has a brass inlay in it. So the flexibility around what can be achieved to suit the overall project aesthetic and intent. Again, I just love that. There's mm. no no. Yeah, no exactly. <laughs> it's always like, hmm, let's see. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so exactly. So for Blair Gary, we did the solid timber noses. Yeah. Now, when we talk about, uh, you know, availability of materials, solid pieces are getting harder to get mm. as well. Yeah. We were lucky with Blair Gary because we got a really good match back. There was a little bit of tonal difference, but I think that worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to get some really beautiful t solid noses. So we prefer to engineer the noses. Now, we do that all here locally, and what we do is we use the boards that are going into the floor and we manufacture locally by pinning and gluing and, and mitering and then arising that edge. Nice. So for all intents and purposes, it looks like a solid timber nose, mm -hmm. um, but it is a perfect match to the floors. Yeah. And then with the new project, we're doing something special as well. We're doing a little brass insert into the nose piece, yep. which acts as a little bit of extra protection, but it yep. also looks absolutely fabulous. Also just a little bit extra as well. <laughs> 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 and I know that a lot of listeners out there are probably just all they have flying through their heads is dollar signs, and it's actually not what it's about because, you know, in our experience, everyone is fairly of a similar price point mm. in the market made by story, I think fractionally less, mm. um, if I'm not wrong. So, yeah. yeah, it's been a really nice process working with you and specifying these boards and these projects out. And we recently also did have a amazing feature, a print feature in the local project, was, mm. which is an incredible design and architecture print magazine, thanks to Made by Story. So, um, for the Blake Arry House. So, it's just been such a lovely partnership um, throughout this process and I can't wait to continue working together into the future because literally the possibilities are endless with what can be done. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's worth noting that this is an investment that is worth, you know, the dollar signs. Yeah. The floorboards are one of the main things that people comment when yeah. they come through a home. Yeah. It's literally the first thing you see generally. Yeah. And then I think everything from the rest of the house can build off that, the stone, the walls, whatever you do. Yeah. So. 
you know, spend the extra money, get the right boards, use quality timber yeah. Yeah. Um, and professionals that do And I it. will expand on that slightly as well. When we were designing this home, the shock factor that people had when we would say, oh, no, there's no carpet going into this project. Mm. I have allergies. We have dogs. A carpet can be, you know, a recipe for disaster if you're worried about those types of things. We're just doing floorboards throughout and people are like, what? Mm. So I think with that in mind, going that step further and making sure the specification is bang on is even more important. And I'm no word of a lie. The first thing people talk about when they come into the home is the vastness of the entrance, followed mm. by, oh my gosh, these floors are so mm. beautiful. Mm. The colour is amazing. Mm. And it ties back so perfectly with the environment. And yep. when you see it on scale, like it's coastal. And I think yeah. with a coastal property, there's a there's a a risk of going, you know, a bleach or a blonde or something like that. Yeah. But when you drive down your street and you've got all that beautiful tea tree that um, is silver floating around and silver, yep. and then the the driftwood aspect of of the ash colour just lends itself perfectly to that environment. It's yep. amazing. Mm. It yeah. Couldn't have been a better choice. Yeah. Thank goodness I chose that colour. <laughs> <laughs> So a theme that we have threaded through this entire podcast series and the build as well is actually the sustainability approach that we've taken with everything that we've done here. This was one of the big reasons why we chose Made by Story for the project along with brand reputation and everything that you're trying to do. And we love someone who comes in to disrupt the market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in terms of those sustainability principles, what are some of the key things that you know makes Made by Story different? There are so many elements, and we've talked about um, us being formaldehyde-free, mm. which we think is a, a massive um, aspect, just in the general construction of using less uh, slow growth and more um, quick growth, to another initiative that we've just entered into as well with a company called Carbon Neutral. Um, not carbon neutral as in being carbon neutral, but an actual business. And what they're doing is they're working on a area called the Yarra Yarra, Yarra Ranges Biodiversity Corridor, which is uh, an area in WA. In the early 1900s, settlers came through and they basically cleared all that land um, for farming. Mm-hmm. And over the years, as soil erosion has taken place, that land has become unsuitable for agric- agriculture. Yeah. So it's basically sparse and, and needed redevelopment of, of a planting program. So this is where Carbon Neutral got involved. And we loved the story of what they were doing. So we partnered with them. And for every story order, um, we contribute back to Carbon Neutral oh, wow. to help plant new, um, like a mix of, of native species and, and alike to help build that corridor back up again. I love this so Mm. much. How much do I talk about soil turning to dirt and the release of carbon into the Mm. atmosphere when we start to till and turn that soil over really aggressively? Absolutely. Oh, kudos to you guys. I love that. And look, I mean, the, the... The buzzword around, and it's really important, is to actually have your business go carbon neutral Mm. by a certain period of time. As a manufacturer of products, that's a difficult thing for us to do. But we've started the process of looking into what we need to do Mm -hmm. and we're confident by, say, hopefully 2024, we will be able to call ourselves a carbon neutral. Oh, wow. That's really soon. Yeah. Wow. Got you guys are way ahead of the game in a lot of areas. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing because we have spoken a little bit on the pod about, you know, the building and construction industry is a huge waste mm. industry. Yeah. This mindset of, oh, no, nah, we don't need it. Even with drop sheets, oh, no, nah, we'll chuck it out and get a new bag. N- no. Mm. <laughs> chuck it in the wash. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, I just love that. That Absolutely. is so soon. 
And even in terms of production, so, you know, the FFC is really cracking down because there's lack of materials. Yeah. They're forcing businesses to work with the, the raw materials they've got. Mm. So that might mean that our size options change from time to time. Mm. Like, so, for example, when we used to offer, like, a 900 length and a chevron, mm. um, there's so much waste that goes into that. Yeah. Um, so we're cutting that down to a 750 because we're, we're removing about 30% wastage. Huh. Great. Um, Amazing. We talked about the, the narrow boards before, so 85 mil mm. wide. We're introducing those narrow boards into the collection in an array of colours as a, a standard option, but we're doing 90 mil because, again, mm. at 85, there's 30, 30% more wastage. Mm. Um, so by adding 5 mil extra, we're cutting down on waste, and we think that's really important. That's so good. Again, talking about alignment of values, the progressive attitude that, that you have and that Made by Story has into to changing for the better it's just great. Well, it's it. really important to me and it's it's yeah. it's great to be associated with a business with directors that are like-minded yeah. and and have the same values as me. So, yeah. yeah. As for a builder, I'm just going to like that's amazing doing all that, but for me to work with you guys on on our project specifically was just the ease of installation. Mm. Yeah. There were no boards that were bowed. They were sticking down easily with the Bostic glue. The nosings made the staircase so easy. That's very important for a builder. And it's also good to know that the durability of the board as a builder, it's going to last. We've yep. got dogs. There's no scratches. As I just mentioned, we had a massive party with all girls in high heels, no dints. That's yep. very important. The boards will be there long after we've gone. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's good news. Well, Andy, thank you so much for coming in um, and having this chat today. I've learnt even more today. I just, every time I speak to you, I feel like I learn more. <laughs> um, this has been such an enjoyable process and Honestly, Made by Story has been a dream to work with. So thank you again for being a part of the project. Thanks for having me and thank you for letting me be part of the Blake Airy House. Well, Dan, that brings us to uh, the little segment of the podcast where we talk about those little details that really make Blegary House a home for us. And so I'm going to lean on what we've spoken about in this podcast episode today a little bit and what we also see in this episode of the web series. So when I am in the sunken lounge, which is definitely probably my favourite room in the home, the vantage point of sitting back on the sofa and taking in that view from the sunken lounge beyond the fireplace, beyond into the other living space and through to the kitchen, which is the last thing I see when I'm looking down that way. The collection of finishes, how they sit together, how they work so well together and the details that we've been able to execute to bring that all together. It just, it inspires me for future projects and reminds me of, I guess, the level of skill that went into executing each individual component that made that successful for me. Mm, very nice. Well, mine's <laughs> um, very similar. Mine's uh, being... You can't steal mine. Well, I'm in the sunken lounge oh. <laughs> and it's I love being able to close off our pivot doors, floor-to-ceiling pivot doors from the sunken lounge to the living area or to the bedroom wing because I know if you go to bed early and I want to put Geelong cats on the big screen, <laughs> I can pump up that noise so loud, close the pivot door and it's not going to wake you up. Pretty sure it's House of Dragons at the moment, but... <laughs> Yes, dragons, correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a great feature. Yeah. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of episode seven of All Manner of Things. Don't forget, you can catch up on 
the web series. Links are in the show notes. And of course, if you've missed any other episodes of the pod, please go back and take a listen. It's well worth it. Yeah. And a massive thank you to Andy Sutherland for coming in and giving us that amazing, you know, explanation of the Made by Storyboards. Thanks again for joining us on All Manner of Things. We'll see you next time. 